0: Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard. I'm but not ready. It could be worse. I'm just kidding. I'm You're ready. You're not ready. I'm ready. No, I'm ready. I am. I'm ready. But it could be worse. Are I'm you ready sure. today? Well, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not ready. Ready
1: to, ready to get it all out of your system? Mm. Our weekly catharsis of.
0: So, this is going to be the marathon podcast. We just go until we run out of things to talk about. That could go for days.
1: Absolutely. So if you're listening,
0: if you're listening, know, check, I'm sorry, the
1: thing and <laughs> check the check the numbers to see how much longer this one is.
0: And one other thing I want to throw in just as a warning, because God knows where I'm going to go in my rents, but I have been on edge all day. I'm on a short fuse. I don't know why, but shit has been getting under uh, my skin. So, yeah,
1: Well, hopefully I won't.
0: I think it could be the ticks, honestly. And I'm not even I am heard
1: about that too. Look at God, me. They're just Hearing terrible.
0: The so anyway, um, I've got so much stuff from the news that's not just the mainstream news stuff. Some of it is, but but stuff that's just things that need to be talked about, you know. And uh, oh, and one thing I want to throw out there before we get into anything either funny or otherwise, uh, just as something I've wanted to say, I've wanted to th- get it out there for for I don't know how many weeks. Anecdotes are not news. Okay. Damn it. All the things I have are anecdotes. Well, I just want to point this out because news people love to use anecdotes. And you can use an anecdote to make any point you want to make. If you watch ads uh, against socialized or, you know, against like the, the Obamacare thing, they had interviewed people in Canada who hated their healthcare system, who had some sort of you know bad experience with it, and said, "Oh yeah, it's oh, terrible." Yeah, yeah. You can find somebody who either loves or hates whatever it is you want. You can find someone with a really sad story about how the system failed them, and you can find somebody with a really happy story about how the system didn't fail them. It just depends on the story you want to tell. So I just want to get this out there because so much of what we hear in the news is somebody they find to interview. And I'm not saying all the news media are trying to find someone who's saying what they want them to say, but it's really easy if you interview five people to pick the ones that have the message you're trying to convey. And and there's no way you would know as a viewer that they were like, yeah, we found five people and four of them hated this thing, but one of them liked it and he's the guy we put on the air. Right. Right. So, just something I want to throw out there. Anecdotes are not, it's not even in my notes. I've got a ton of shit to talk about tonight. But, but they're loud, man. The
1: anecdotes, they hit you in the feels. They're the ones that get mass publicized. And that's exactly
0: why they use them. You know them.
1: what I mean? Like, they don't put a freaking spreadsheet on TV,
0: which is why I wanted to bring up the spreadsheet tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, there, there was an is an accident. I this, didn't know there was a spreadsheet. I finally heard some numbers in the news. This is this is good. Because, oh, you're saying the metaphorical spreadsheet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We talk about how, you know, corporate profits are up and, and again we may pick an animal, may pick, you know, ExxonMobil and say, look at our profits are skyrocketing and they're saying, Oh, we have to raise prices of gas, and they don't, right? Well, they actually came up with the numbers today on some news show I was listening to. They said that fifty four percent of the um, increases in costs right now are going to corporate profit.
1: Of course they are.
0: <laughs> well, this is an important number. This isn't picking, this isn't cherry picking a corporation and saying, oh, look, this corporation is doing really well or is, you know, scalping people. This is 54% on the, you know, across the board. Somebody rounded up the numbers. I, I'm just assuming they did it right. I didn't check the facts, but it gives you a number, right? They said 8% of the increases in cost is going for labor cost.
1: Of course it is. Because
0: we hear over and over again how, oh, if we pay people more money, then prices will go up and we'll get in this spiral of inflation, right? Yes,
1: they will. Absolutely. Because if they pay people more money, they have to raise profits
0: again. And to regurgitate an old number that we've said multiple times, 10% of the people in this country own 90% of corporate stock. Meaning all the times they say, when they talk about Wall Street, they say, it's not just big investors. It's people's 401ks, their retirement accounts, it's individual investors. Okay, but those people account for less than 10% of the total investment.
1: Well, I'm sorry that you made the promise to start with something light because...
0: Well, that was light.
1: I know, but that's funny that you got there because that's where I was going with... The other story with the law enforcement story, story, right? And you should. So we have to set this up to connect it, right? But there's a... It was a bus full of lacrosse players, right?
0: Yep. Yep. From Delaware. They were going through Georgia. They were going
1: from Florida back to Delaware. They got pulled over in Georgia... For some BS reason, I don't remember what the reason they is. They
0: didn't even cite the guy. The reason is irrelevant because they did not ticket the driver, therefore that reason was not... They, right, if they, it was pretext, yes. and they
1: immediately began, without even warning them, searching the their luggage and stuff. Yeah, go ahead, Doug. so,
0: so it's, the way I see that is you can be pulled over and they can go through your undergarments and your penis enlarger and your you know whatever you have in your luggage and sniff through it with with drug sniffing dogs and make jokes about it and harass you and threaten you and everything else 40 minutes later they can let you get on their road and as long as they don't write you a ticket or do anything you have really no case there's uh, all the all the things I read in that article everybody who is you know just a, a, a just upset by this whole thing happening, right? Just like uh, disgusted by it or whatever, you know, it's, Oh my God, it's so terrible. We're just writing letters to people going, Oh, this was awful. You know, fuck you. Right. I'm not writing letters to people. We need hardcore. These people need to be charged.
1: Right. And that's what I was thinking about is the not exactly being charged and I agree with you they should be. I don't know if there is a law to charge them with and that's where no, I'm No it would be a civil is,
0: violation. It would be a violation of their civil rights and therefore it wouldn't be something that anybody would go to jail over. But
1: Right, but they could easily make laws
0: that address that.
1: You know? Like say
0: Aha Yeah, they could. They could. But just like just but, like we could easily stop the war in Ukraine. Right,
1: but why but why wouldn't they pass those laws to stop that right because who's funding and this is where i was getting at like the the police powers that be which we all pretty much agree they abuse them all the time in all sorts of ways and it's racially directed but even if it's not it's still way out of cops are
0: bullies i don't care who hears me say that cops are fucking bullies
1: but but that system couldn't stand if there wasn't something holding it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know what I mean? No doubt. I mean, and, it, I mean. And if you so want- it's
1: really not. I mean, it is law enforcement, but what it really is is like wealth enforcement. You know what I mean? Like these people that you're talking about, the ten percent that. Oh, own it's a white supremacist. All the companies. Yeah. Well, they might be white supremacists, or they just might be rich and white because everybody's. No, they're, but imper- they're they're imperialists like the whole thing started from yeah no they're the like England taking over the world you know
0: but it's still the white people I mean I whatever absolutely you, you is. Know, it's it's it absolutely is it's, the, it's I'm the just the old, saying just you're club. not
1: in that if you're not in that 90 or in that 10 percent you're fucked doesn't yeah. matter you know and I agree that certain people are even more fucked Which segues directly into... uh, That's where I was tying in. Yeah, yeah.
0: It segues directly into something that I I made copious notes about because I was reading this uh, editorial by Andrew... I'm sorry, (laughs) Andrew Mitrovica. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I actually sent an email to the the, uh, paper he works for and asked for uh, pronunciation so I could get it right, but they never answered me, so... And I sent it like I sent it like yesterday morning, so they had time.
1: If I were them, I would have just typed the name back.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I'll spell it. It's M I T R O V I K A. Anyway, so he wrote this editorial, and and this really hit me hard because it's not okay. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a couple paragraphs here, and hopefully you can bear with me for a second. But the last bit is what really got me. So so just go with this setup here. Uh, he says, and I quote. It has been like this. for oh, oh, first, the name of the article is I Suffer from America Fatigue Syndrome, comma Do You. And uh, it says, It has been like this for a while. From 9-11 on in particular, year after year, president after president, a war, then another, death, lost hope and homes, secret dungeons, torture and other violations, big and small, explosions of hate, violence and ignorance, 26 children massacred at, at school, their murders a hoax, in quotes, of course, a 100% proof fascists riding an escalator into the presidency, more explosions of hate, violence, ignorance, a white police officer kneeling on a black man's neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, disinfectants and other fantastical potions to tame a plague, an insurrection in defense of a lie. And then then it goes on to some other things that I didn't quote, but this last bit is the part that he says, In erasing Roe v. Wade, Justice Samuel Alito and his rancid right-wing confederates, have revealed the other big lie about America—that it is a nation governed, but not by the rule of law, um, but by parochial passions. I'm sorry, did I read that right? This is a nation governed by the. Yeah, yeah. The big lie was that the, the the nation is governed by the rule of law. So I kind of read it backwards. Right. Right. Yeah. It's 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 actually governed by parochial passions. Basically, it comes down to. The people in power do what they want. Exactly. The people who don't have power have to abide by, and this is in quotes, the law. But the law is used as a weapon, as a tool, as a control system. Absolutely. One thousand And I'm not saying this is news to us, but reading this guy writing it and, and reading all of his other, you know, that's why I read that first paragraph. Just, that's just part of the article. The article goes for pages, but, but that, that little bit just kind of gives you an idea of the kind of stuff he's talking about. And it's like, you look at the situation and, and, and you know, I mean the name of the article, I suffer from America fatigue syndrome. He's like, you know, America is not exceptional. If it's exceptional, it's exceptional in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, no, it's it's just gotten insane, you know. And we know. I'll give you another. There's a couple more examples I've got of the same kind of thing because, because uh, you know, we're talking about last couple of weeks. We've talked about this, uh, you know, the the fact that uh, abortion may not be legal anymore in, in a lot of states in this country, and the kinds of problems that's going to create, and the in the and the whole, the whole system of of people that are trying to deal with that. But digital privacy. You and I have talked about digital privacy many times and and you get these people who say, well, if you're not if you're a law-abiding citizen, why do you care? Right? What have you got to hide? It's, exactly, yeah. But that this abortion thing brings that into sharp focus too. Because you could be a law-abiding citizen, but if you need an abortion and you go online looking for one, guess what? You've just left a digital trail that they can use to prosecute you. Right? So there goes your law abiding system bullshit. And and if it isn't abortion, what will it be? What are you going to you know, everybody has a line, right? I mean, it's I don't drive 55, right? I you know, if they ever were like monitoring my vehicle speed remotely, I would get a ticket every fucking day. Um but we all have things we say, oh we're law abiding citizens, but really we abide right. by the laws that we can abide by. There are laws that we simply either can't abide by or don't feel like it's worth it. And when you're being digitally monitored, the the capacity of the system to prosecute you for little shit that nobody would otherwise have ever noticed, <laughs> you know, is really right. high. Oh, they've got a system, and, them-
1: and it's an excuse to go in that direction. I mean, you know. Yeah, well, they've got from to, they, they, go ahead. from oh. their standpoint, it's even a strategic advantage, right? Because if they know what you're looking up or whatever, they can choose more effectively and more efficiently how to allocate their resources.
0: Well, you and know I what I'm don't saying
1: to pick out to target the ones like, "Oh, you know, you're on my board for this, and I see you're looking for that, so we can pick that to go after you with." Or you know, you're not worth my time. And they haven't diverted any resources to finding well, that out.
0: And and the way the law is enforced, it's not what laws they want to enforce. It's who they want to enforce them on.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And so, a shortcut to find out who, right, rather than be out there on the lookout for the who yeah. or whatever, is to have this pre- well, information gathering system where they say, oh, we don't like this person
0: yeah I mean your political views could bring you into uh, exactly to being a target but what's even worse than that is they have all this information about you that they don't even care about but once they decide you're a target now they go through all that information to find anything that they can use to prosecute you exactly That's and they've got exactly a new, what I'm saying they've got a new AI system in case anybody thinks I'm being paranoid um, that they're now using in several states to to determine which Cases uh, to follow up on social services is determining which cases to follow up on in terms of child neglect. And so the computer decides who must be, you know, who who they must go and interview in person. And the way it does that is it looks at all the background information on the person who's been reported. So someone calls in a call saying, I think this kid isn't, you know, is being mistreated or something. Um, you know, usually, I mean, there's a lot. Social services gets a lot of calls from people who are just pranking or being assholes, right? They're being Karens okay. or whatever you want to call it. So, the, so this system automatically does background checks. You know, it's an AI. It just scans. The, this is the government. They have access to everything, and so now they're using that information to determine whether or not it's worth checking on you and or checking on your child. And uh, it also can make a determination as to whether or not your child should be removed from the home. Now they still have veto authority. Like a person will actually go and, at least for now, a person gets yeah. involved.
1: Um, oh my goodness!
0: But this is actually being done today in Pennsylvania and some other places. So, so this is real. This is th- this stuff that you don't think matters. You know that just that little parking ticket you got or that you know time you were charged with assault and battery or whatever all these things are sitting on your record somewhere and the and the system is going to determine one day that you know the the state needs to take away your children because you're a high risk for some reason you know and God only knows how it makes that decision but yeah I'm not crazy about this whole digital world we're in and people need to really pay attention to their digital privacy you know I said this before on the podcast if you don't need to give it away don't you know, there's some stuff it's impossible to keep away from you know the people collecting your data. It's just impossible. You just can't do it. Um, but there are things you don't have to share, you know. You could be concerned at least a little bit about your privacy. And we could all make it a point, legislatively speaking, when we vote, to say, Hey, we want better privacy rules, right?
1: Well, but that's not gonna help. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I know. Right? Because the people you're voting for, right, that in order to even run, you have to get a lot of money to run. Oh yeah, and, yeah, I was thinking about and the and you, get that, and you get that from the donors, and the donors are the people in power. you and, know what I mean
0: and the money the money for a political campaign goes to corporations. You know, it goes to like television stations. You know, newspapers. It's it's like this. We spend millions of dollars on these campaigns, right? We could spend yep. that money somewhere else, but no, they, they don't want us to because if we give it to homeless people, it, it doesn't go straight back into these guys' pockets. I you know I don't know if that's the the motivation, but still, we if we just didn't spend this ridiculous amount of money on campaigns, it it didn't used to cost. Millions of dollars to run for office.
1: It's crazy.
0: I, you know, you're remember-
1: and, and that, I mean, is, a, again, a situation where they could just pass a law and fix that. But they won't because all the people they're putting in there that make the laws are the people that got there because of the system.
0: Well, the the rule of law is a facade. And I think V for Vendetta got it right. I think sometime in the near future, America is going to be a cesspool of, you know, a leper colony because <coughs> we're just going down this road. Oh, so another facade in terms of the rule of law goes, so I, I saw this thing about the EPA. This uh, re- this investigative report was was reporting on how the EPA... Has been functioning. I guess what tripped their trigger was that in the last four years, the EPA hasn't rejected one single application, chemical application for approval, and uh, and they they said that there's eighty thousand chemicals the EPA has approved, and seventy thousand of them were before any criteria was required by law. There was no studies and nothing. So seventy thousand of the chemicals that have been approved by the EPA have never been tested for health or efficacy or anything else. That makes me feel better. Yeah, the right. last ten thousand that have been passed since the law requires that that a study be done to determine the, the you know the health how healthy this or whether or not it's going to kill us. Basically, um, the studies done by the industry, they they submit their study to the EPA for approval, and and that's kind of like the FDA does it too. But well, I'm not necessarily saying the FDA is any better either. But basically, the EPA hasn't rejected anything in the last four years because they get this study that was paid for by the industry that's trying to get the chemical approved. Right. They look at it, and from what I understand, the people in the EPA who have tried, you know, saying, hey, wait a minute, this study was not properly done, this was insufficient or whatever, those people are being sidelined. The EPA is just like, no, no, shut up, you know, and they're either replacing those people or, uh, or or you know just shutting them up. They've they've even well the whistleblowers you know claim that that the um, that the EPA has told them if you won't sign off on it we'll get someone who will you know. So it is uh and this is even during Biden's administration. It started. They said 2017 is when it really got bad. Obviously under Mister. You know who. Um, but uh but no so basically the chemicals you were the the guy's advice in this in the story was don't use any chemicals you don't need to use you know that fabric softener you put in your dryer or whatever there's no telling if that is cancerous because nobody fucking knows and and you know you're Basically, if you're using chemicals you don't need to use, you're just playing Russian roulette with all these chemicals. They also had some statistics on cancer. They said something like, you know, what percentage of cancer was was genetic and what percentage of cancer was, you know, was this or that, or caused by virus. Yeah, viruses and genetics, and and that most of the cancers we have today are caused by chemicals. Of course, we don't know which ones or anything else. We just know that they're not caused by natural causes.
1: So, uh, is there anything fun you want to get
0: out? Um, let, me let me see. Oh, yeah, there was actually. No, no, there was. So I had a dream, this weird ass dream the other night. Well, oh, hold on.
1: <coughs> yeah, that was fun. There was
0: something like, get it all out. Right, I could have kept talking while you were coughing. Yeah, you God. could have. Oh, but, but yeah, I, I had this excuse. I had this crazy dream, and I woke up and. <laughs> Uncut, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't know what the this, this, uh, this thought went through my head as I was waking up from this dream, because in this dream I was posting this notice on someone's door that said they had not done something that they were supposed to do, uh, and if they didn't do it in so many days, they would be evicted in you know so many more days or whatever. And, and I thought to myself, that is my job. I am a specialist. My job is to write the numbers on those postings. Other people (laughs) actually post the bill on the door, but I go around and write the number, like how many days it's gonna be and how many, you know, how many days it's been. That's my job. I'm a highly specialized person. I go around and I write the numbers on there. That is
1: very specific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's why You would
1: have to invest in lots of pens pens it right vertically.
0: Well, and you've got to be very, I mean, these are legal documents. So you want to make sure your numbers are legible. You have to put the little, little hash through your sevens Yep. and you know, but I, I don't know why I just, I woke up from this thing and I had this, this thought and I'm like, I need to write this down because it's so fucking stupid. (laughs) It's just so stupid. Like I'm the guy who writes the numbers. You know how they always do that on, on comedy shows. They're like, oh yeah, this is the guy who does this, you know, trivial thing. Right. And. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. I see you've got the machine that goes bing. Yeah. Exactly. I'm I'm the guy there's a there's a guy who goes around and posts the notice and I go around and I write the numbers on the notice and uh <laughs> <laughs> we're highly specialized employees. We're,
1: we're both going to collect a long pension.
0: Right. But that's the last funny thing I have. I think I'm going to be ranting and and well, I don't know if this
1: is funny but I have a new favorite pizza. Oh, yay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just get in mood sometimes and switch it up or whatever, and I've had this pizza the last two times, and it's delicious. And it is a Domino's pan pizza with extra pepperoni and extra cheese and square cut, and it is delicious.
0: A pan pizza? Pizza that is is then cut into a square.
1: hmm Well, cut. it's not, not cut into one square. It's cut into
0: Oh, oh, oh many they squares. cut it in two squares. But the edges are still rounded. Correct. Okay. Gosh. Yeah,
1: so you get to the little corner piece with the arc.
0: Right. Right. That's yeah. the that's my that was my concern was what happened to the rounded edges. Because I yeah. didn't think they made a square pan. It becomes not that they almost couldn't like make a, a bread square pan. Stick. I mean, they could okay. use like a cookie sheet and be they know, could
1: right yeah, but anyway, it is really good. highly recommend
0: my computer just popped up a notice that says we have a podcast in an hour.
1: Oh, we should get to that
0: yeah, we should probably get moving. no that's um, so why is this your favorite pizza? Is there something special about this pizza? because it tastes awesome uh, it's just, uh, it's just because man. it's good That's just because you're finally getting your sense of taste back.
1: It's like my new favorite. From what? Right. What did I lose it from? From COVID.
0: So everybody lost oh, some from, Yeah, maybe. Um, which reminds me, there was a <laughs> there was an article, an in, in an NBC news story, and and they said, and I quote, "COVID in seniors was far deadlier than young people." And I thought to myself, I thought young people were pretty deadly. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Yes,
1: COVID is less... COVID is more likely to kill old people than young people are to kill old people.
0: Yeah, I guess. I just... Yeah. Just like COVID and seniors far deadlier than young people. I'm like, isn't there something missing from that sentence? Like, aren't you supposed to be saying far deadlier than in young people or something? I mean, otherwise it's just young (laughs) people are not as deadly as COVID.
1: (laughs) Well... Right, but they probably are, I think. Oh, there have been more people
0: getting... How young? How young is young? Do we have to... Well, decline? that's a good point. For this hepatitis thing, it's three to six years. This Old? thing we talked... Yeah, that's who's getting it. That, they, they said the median age, I think, was... Oh, no, I forgot the median age. But it, they said I think they said the range was about three to six years. But... This is, they said it's not that many kids, so we shouldn't be that concerned, but we're talking about several hundred worldwide, and five in the U.S. have died. Um, And this is something that's really unusual in children. We talked about this last week, in case somebody doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about. Listen to last week's podcast. It's talking about hepatitis in children, in young children. It's all, it's like 25 states in the U.S. have reported some cases, and something like. Because we're always on top of these things before
1: they become national news. Yeah, Just like, like. We were, like. like Four months. Well, ahead of we COVID. sure
0: blew the next the story about the 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 lacrosse players because that was April tenth.
1: Well, so,
0: yeah, what well, it happened some, a whole month ago? Something
1: about it just caused it to come to the news. I today.
0: know, but like, where were we? Were we like asleep at the wheel? You know, you can get a ticket for that too.
1: Yeah. Well, you can get a ticket for anything they want to give you a ticket for. Yeah. Well, including. In the state I live in, having marijuana, probably more than a ticket, they probably put you in jail. In Tennessee? In Tennessee, yeah. Yeah,
0: they'll, they'll, yeah, you'll never see the light of day again.
1: Yeah, well, they uh, just declared the bill dead. The guy who introduced the bill, I guess, pulled it off of the list of things to consider.
0: The legalization bill? Correct. Yeah. That's too bad.
1: Well, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's the same crap that we've been talking about.
0: I think North you Carolina I mean? is going to get forced into legalizing it because Virginia did. And so all the people from North Carolina are going to be spending their money in Virginia. Yeah. It's all about money. It all comes down to fucking money. If there's a profit motive, they'll do it.
1: Well, that's what I thought too. And in the article, it said the guy said that the money. That we could make was irrelevant. It was a non-starter. Uh, like he, he tried. He
0: won't last. He won't, well, but you got to realize that he's probably being paid by the alcohol. I mean, there's a lot of uh, whiskey being made in Tennessee.
1: Yeah, that's true too.
0: That is a big. I mean, Tennessee whiskey is practically a household word. Yeah. So I suspect it's the whiskey lobby or the alcohol lobby, whatever it is that. Uh, I mean, these lobbies sense. are powerful they basically they're the ones that pay for these expensive campaigns we've been talking about. Right. So I want to talk a little bit about the war. Um, it's really pissing me off. So I was listening to the story about the people in the, the uh, as of stall steel plant, they were trapped underground there. The Russians have it under siege. I don't know if you've heard about this, but Mariupol has pretty of much... Oh, okay, well, Mariupol in Ukraine has pretty much been taken over by the Russians. But there was one last holdout. It's this huge, sprawling uh, steel plant. Um, it's like the oldest steel plant in Europe. Anyway, it's um, it's huge. It spans like 8 kilometers, which is, for those people who don't do kilometers, is like... Six six, five, five miles, five, six miles. Um, but if you can imagine a plant that big. But anyway, there's an underground network under this plant. That's where they were hiding out, and the Russians couldn't really get them. If they tried to come in there, they'd get killed. So they Russians basically just bombing the place and waiting them out. And, and these people have been in there for weeks. Well, actually, some of them have been there for like a month. But they hadn't, for, for once the electricity went off, it's pitch black, right? Some of these people have been in the dark, Total darkness for weeks. Jeez, food and water and all this thing—you know—all are all just, you know. I mean, they did have food and water. The the military people apparently sharing their rations with civilians and stuff, and they had some food and water. But and there were some people that had lights, and you know, for a while. But 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 a lot of the people just had to be in the dark. And I mean, just think about what these people are going through. And this is the part that kills me. We're spending eight hundred billion dollars a year on our fucking military. And we are going to stand by and let this tyrant set the rules for this engagement. You know, we're just basically letting Putin do what he wants because we're afraid of what he might do if we intervene. Right. Fuck that bullshit. He should be afraid of what we will do. We shouldn't be afraid of Russia. We have no reason. Russia's military is... I mean we couldn't invade Russia and win because of the amount of real estate we would have to fight over. But as far as Russia's military going up against our military on neutral ground, they wouldn't stand a motherfucking chance. Their weapons are so outdated and so out of maintenance, you know, ill-maintained because of the the uh, corruption and the you know lack of money and the money always goes to the wrong place. I mean, we have the same problem. We spend a lot more money. Um, yeah. So it just the, the whole point of this, it just kills me. We need a refund on our military spending because if we can't fix this one stupid little problem. So we were talking about, I'm sure I've talked about already, like food insecurity and the fact that, that Ukraine provides a, a huge amount of grain, um, I think oats and, and sunflowers and, and wheat to the world. And the theory was that we would start really taking the hit for this next year because they wouldn't be able to plant this year. Well, it turns out that most of their crop that they've harvested is still sitting in the port and they can't get that out. So even if you discount the people dying in in Ukraine, you've got potentially tens of millions of people who are going to be starving to death in other places in the world we've already the 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 number of people that are undernourished and food insecure went up by 50 million people in one year because of all the shit with the droughts and the i mean people think climate change is something in the future no no it's happening right now and you know you, yeah you, i
1: can tell by the major storm warnings like three times in a week
0: oh yeah the outer banks are getting flooded right now as we speak the um they had a, a fairly high tide and and this low has been just pummeling the beaches for days with with big waves and the water levels high so right they've uh, it's overwashed the the highway um two two houses that i know of have already washed into the ocean just been taken away by the ocean
1: that's crazy <sighs>
0: Yeah, yeah, but yet I guarantee I already know people out there who live out there who will tell you they don't believe in climate change or sea level rise. <laughs> it was
1: sixty two days ago, and today it's ninety.
0: Oh yeah, we've had the opposite problem. It was, you know, it was ninety a few days ago, and now it's like sixty. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, we we probably probably because we're getting the weather that you had It's probably moving across the country. Well,
1: no, it just turned ninety.
0: No, but we just turned sixty. I'm saying like what you were getting a week ago. Oh, oh out, yeah. Probably. I don't know. I haven't watched the I haven't looked at the fronts and how they're moving. That's one thing I like to do is I look at like to look at the big picture of the weather and see yeah. like where the lows are and the highs and how they're moving, so you kinda of get an idea of where the weather's going. But lately all I've done is just look at the forecast that says how many you know, when it's gonna be well, it's cold and when it's gonna going. To
1: rain. Is what it's going.
0: Oh, it is. There is no doubt about it. Um, we've got <laughs> tropical cyclones. We've got tornadoes. We've got well, the fires in New Mexico are insane. They're because it's so windy. The wind, mm-hmm. the wind has been a common thing uh, this past few weeks everywhere. They're talking about wind, and I am not talking just in the United States. I am talking everywhere: uh, the Middle East, India. They're talking about these winds that are just you know unbelievable. So. They're having big, uh, big issues in the Middle East where the wind is, you know, creating sandstorms. Right. Which is not really unusual. They get sandstorms there, but right now, as we speak, it's like windy everywhere. You know, it's like what the fuck.
1: Yeah, and the sandstorms are probably worse and more frequent and all that. Just yeah. like here, that's what I was saying with the thunderstorms rolling through. I wonder like if it's, every other day, it's severe thunderstorm warning, oh my god.
0: I wonder if it's windy in Australia. We used to have a listener in Australia, I'll have to put it out there. If you're listening and it's windy, let me know.
1: No, it probably is not. You don't think it is? No, in Australia it'd be windy.
0: Oh, well, I was thinking it'd be the opposite because, you know, they're the opposite side of the planet. So maybe they're, maybe they're like sucking down there, and so it's blowing up here. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's got to go somewhere, right?
1: I told a joke earlier today that is one that I've known since I was a kid growing up in West Virginia. Why do all the trees in West Virginia lean to the left?
0: Uh, You got me.
1: Because Ohio sucks.
0: Oh, we had that same joke (laughs) in Minnesota, except it was, why is it so windy in Minnesota? Because Iowa sucks, yeah. Oh. uh, we, I mean, you know, you always pick on your neighboring state, right?
1: Yeah. Well, in this case, it was appropriate.
0: Well, and you guys have a lot of neighboring states, so you can...
1: <laughs> no, Pennsylvania
0: was cool. Ah. Uh-huh.
1: Well, Pittsburgh, S- Pittsburgh was cool.
0: Speaking of cool, um, we have to talk for a moment about Elon Musk. I don't know how much you know about him and what his plans are for Twitter or anything else.
1: I know he made his money in PayPal. And he did the boring thing that we talked about like oh, years and years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of and course he's got he Tesla. Started Tesla.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's starting another company too. I think. I think he's really propelled he Dogecoin Coin to its heyday. <laughs> yeah, he's really betting big in, in lithium batteries right now. I think. Um, but you know, I think he, decided... he
1: changes his mind all the time. He he's starting to strike me as somebody who's like squirrel. Yeah, yeah, well... Like, I, let's go to the moon. Everybody's, let's build an electric car. Let's board to the center of the earth.
0: Everybody on the left is really hating on him. And I really don't think he is that far right. I think he's more center and maybe left of center. But he's not far enough left for the lefties. Yeah. He's not progressive. He He wants to be able to make these crazy he is he's also out there i mean i looked at some of his twitter his tweets and you know he did make the comment of next i'm gonna buy coke and put the coke back in it right you know coca cola and put the coke back in (laughs) um which is just a joke obviously yeah but but he says things like that and he you know he wants to go to mars and he's doing all this crazy shit right so you can't i mean i'm not defending him because he's i think i think he's the, my first impression of him way back in the day when I saw him pulling some stunt was that he's an egomaniac who likes to be in the news, right? He, Yeah. He really does. He likes to be out there doing something crazy, and he's a bit of a daredevil. You know, he flies jets, and he jumps out of airplanes, and he does stupid shit because he can. He's, he's rich. He can do any fucking thing he wants. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of, like, respect for his politics or – his, you know, personality. But you have to give him some credit for his drive. He has been one of those people who just keeps going. Like, he just, he's into everything, and he's, you know, I mean, let's face it. Running Tesla would be a big job for anybody. But he's also doing the SpaceX thing and all these other things. Now, I don't know how actively involved he is in any of those things, but but Yeah, I
1: think they fired him from Tesla, didn't they?
0: Well he, I think he got taken off as CEO or something because or, or maybe even removed from the board, but he's still the owner of the damn company so he's got to something to say about it. he just doesn't because the SEC got mad at him but yeah. this this just goes back to what I'm saying. he's a he's a rebel. He doesn't like following the rules right which is why he's mad at Twitter because Twitter has rules and he wants to take the rules away. But I honestly don't think his idea of Twitter is all that terrible. I mean, we've kind what of talked his about... his idea
1: as compared to what Twitter is?
0: His idea is that Twitter is a, is a town square and that all ideas should be okay. You should be able to voice whatever ideas you have. Now, I don't think he's totally like uncensored i don't think he's like you can just hate on people or threaten people i think he's just like donald trump should be able to say what donald trump wants to say you know yeah that's what he's he he, there's been speculation that some of these people will be able to come back to twitter if he buys it
1: yeah well i mean i don't necessarily disagree with that the deplatforming of people and all that kind of stuff
0: yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a form of censorship in spite of the fact that, I mean, if you're on the left, you agree with the censorship, but it's still censorship. Um, I I honestly think when you shut down that that voice, when you say they're not allowed to speak, you give it power. Yep. Because if you let these people say, oh, well, I'm going to buy Coca-Cola and put the Coke back in it, people laugh at them, right? At some point... You know, if you just air everything and just say, you know, just let it all be out there.
1: Let it all out. That's what i was saying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I have mixed feelings about this, but I'm not quite sure. I think the thing that, that flagged me the most was that he was getting, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who's running Saudi Arabia now, uh, the prince that's over there. He's getting him to invest like $7 billion in Twitter because he's not buying it all himself. But it's going private. It's not going to be publicly traded. So the mm-hmm. idea that there will be foreign people, especially people with really piss poor human rights records, and, uh, you know, I mean, this guy in Saudi Arabia is the one associated with killing um, that journalist, that Canadian journalist. Um right. Khashoggi. <laughs> Was it Khashoggi? Like they chopped Did, up into pieces.
1: Does he know about Elon Musk's vision for Twitter? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Where people can say what they want.
0: We're talking about a very small club when you're talking about people that are that rich. I almost guarantee you that everybody with multi multiple billions of dollars to their name, they know each other pretty well.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, his tracker record with journalists would seem
0: yeah, well, that's to true. indicate
1: that his ideology is exactly the opposite of
0: Elon Musk's. However, we don't Elon know, we don't know that when Twitter goes private and is owned by a few private investors that they won't be censoring they just claim they're not going to right. so so there's no guarantee that you know the guy from saudi says hey i'm in i'm in on this deal but we have to control the messaging when it comes to my country and people you know starting a rebellion because why not
1: is twitter that big i don't use it that much
0: no it's not that big and that's the other thing is elon musk wants to make it bigger and he wants to sell subscriptions he wants people to pay oh, to use well. it Screw that! <laughs> yeah, well, I think normal everyday users I won't have to pay. It. Yeah, that's my thought on it too. But, but he, I think the the promise right or the from what I've read, he's basically saying that normal people won't have to pay. Businesses and people who use it for, you know, advertising or whatever would have to pay. But I think that's his plan. I think his plan is, hey, I'm going to get everybody to pay a small monthly fee. To use Twitter and then we'll all be rich. Because let's face it, he probably can make a a killing. Well, assuming anybody sticks around, he doesn't just kill the platform.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know either. I honestly don't. But I guess that's what I was saying. I'm kind of ambiguous. I I could
1: see them railroading me into paying the subscription. Like if they put certain things on there that aren't anywhere else, you know, like if they had an exclusive deal with.
0: Yeah. Know, the latest,
1: greatest TV show that comes down the pike.
0: But, you know, even Netflix has priced themselves out of a job. They're they're bleeding people because they've, you know, raised their rates to the point now where people are kind of saying, well, you know, there's other streaming services and we can't afford them. Oh, speaking of right. what you can afford, did you see that the um, government's going to give a subsidy on high-speed internet? No. Yeah. Yeah, so uh people like me who make less than 200% of the poverty line um will get a $30 a month subsidy. Sweet. Yeah. Is yeah. it
1: regard is that the only qualification or do you actually have to have high speed internet to get it?
0: Uh no, it's it just goes towards your high speed internet, so it's actually the the program. But it could
1: go toward your groceries if you wanted it to. No,
0: no, no, because actually they're working with the internet providers. You'd probably just get a lowered bill. You'll never see the money.
1: Well, what if you don't have high speed internet? Then you're just fucked.
0: Everybody has high speed internet.
1: No, they don't. I work with people that have a hard time. Well, they're
0: actually, that's that's Depends the other. how you
1: define high speed, I guess, but they live out in the boonies.
0: Well, that's part of the infrastructure bill, too, but that's a different part of it. So so there's two parts of the infrastructure bill and as far as Internet access goes. They want to get high speed Internet out to people in the boonies, which is one part of it. And the other part of it is they want to get high speed Internet to people who simply can't afford it. Gotcha. Um, because there's a lot of people, especially in the urban areas, you know, when they're, when we had the, the um, shutdown for the pandemic, the kids were supposed to be, you know, attending school virtually. They, they didn't have any access to high-speed internet and they couldn't, the kids couldn't go to school. They had to search for someone with Wi-Fi or find a library or something.
1: Probably um, the reason that works is because the government's sitting there going like, look at all the people we can't track.
0: Yeah. Well, no. I'm actually have to get the
1: internet out to them. Actually, what <laughs> so I we can read their search history.
0: Yeah. Well, you can do that even if it's not high speed, but they just probably aren't online as much. I just
1: mean internet in general. But good.
0: Yeah. No. My um my prediction. I'm going to go on record to say this is that because poor people are going to get a subsidy from the government to help afford high speed internet, the rates for high speed internet are going to go up across the board. Well, yeah, there would be that too. <laughs> so, because the people who can afford it will pay whatever it costs. You know, I mean, within reason, right? The yeah. people who can't afford it are now getting a $30 subsidy. So, if they were already trying to pay for it or whatever, now it's a little bit easier and then just, like, raise the rates a little bit. Well,
1: that's what I was worried about with the stimulus payments, remember? I said well, that did happen. I mean, my,
0: my internet rates went up during the pandemic by 10 bucks a month. And I could see them going up again. And the other thing, I mean, if, if you want to run a comparison, when the government subsidized solar panels, all that shit went up in price. Yep. And, and what you'd get when you were talking about installing solar panels from the, from the uh, people selling you the stuff, you'd be like, Oh my God, like this is so expensive. And they'd be like, Oh, don't worry about it. You'll, you're going to get 35% back from the federal government. It's just like, Oh, if you're going to get money back from federal government, we're going to take a cut of that. You know, we're just going to increase the yep. price because, because you're not going to feel so bad about paying for it. If you're going to get a refund, you know, a tax rebate.
1: That's the same thing that makes the medical bills go up because you have the insurance companies footing the bill and they go, Oh, well if they're paying. Right. It costs right. You're this not much. Paying.
0: You're not paying for it. Don't worry about it. It's the insurance right. company that has to pay for it. Like who the fuck pays the insurance company? You know, yep. Jesus. Anyway, people are, Fucking on drugs. Life is hard. But it could be, be worse. Well, I mean, not fucking on drugs. Life is hard. They might be. Well, but they it could, could be, be yeah. Worse, that's not really so. what I meant, though. <laughs> Life is hard. But it could be worse.